fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! As there's a drive and a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Welcome back. God, we're still we're new here. We're still it's not my fault. This, this one's not mine. We got. We need to add. We need to add more to the uh, to the intro song if we're gonna have just that long of a an outro after after they're done talking. But I'll get on it. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, joined as always by the reclaimed best producer. In the city, Ed Mayhall and Jeff Howell, and uh, we also have a special guest. If he looks familiar, but maybe a little out of sorts, it's probably because he is. You may well know him as the Bangalorean, but for the first time, at least in in a show, to my knowledge, uh, I think you've made appearances in public as the Bearcat Bounty Hunter, kind of. But it is the Bengalorian, or during the college football Saturdays, uh, the, the man formerly known as Bengalorian, and who will be known as the Bearcat Bounty Hunter. So welcome back to the show, friend of the show. You've been with us several times now. But you you created a new character. So what was your inspiration? Yeah, man. Uh probably just boredom to be honest uh but but uh i don't know man i just i, I love the Bengals. I, I went to the university of cincinnati obviously you see me talking about it um i guess i have too much time on my hands so uh i, I went ahead and said uh i think i think that i need a i need a bear cat bounty hunter so i went ahead and i, I got the helmet together and uh, some armor which is away right now, but I'm, I'm representing them with the, with the jacket here. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I went for it. I, I, that's what it is. <laughs> is that a vintage windbreaker? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Columbia. Dude, nice. Sick. Nice. That's fantastic. So how many games did you, were you able to make it to this year then? I went to the cotton bowl and one other, but, but, uh, uh, as a, a student there and then a few years removed, uh, I uh, went active duty, obviously, so I was away for a while, but uh, I, I didn't miss a game when I went to school. So, but uh, it, it's been more gotcha. bangles in overdrive. But uh, after this historic season with the Bearcats and the one prior with that uh, bowl game against Georgia, how, I mean, how could you not be a fan? It's it's definitely an exciting time to be a Bearcat for sure right now. Um, so you mentioned the Cotton Bowl, you went down to dallas then you made the trip i did yeah it was kind of did it was you... kind of last minute a couple of buddies uh we were uh 
texting back and forth and, and almost joking about it. Uh, like, yeah, okay, whatever, man, we'll watch it from the couch. Like we do every other year. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, I, uh, a buddy, one of my buddies got tickets, uh, and he got two of them, uh, through the, uh, alumni thing. And, uh, we're like, well, we got two tickets and there's three of us going. So is it going to happen? I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. And then, uh, I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, I went ahead and I bought three tickets and we sold his other two. Uh, and we, uh, we drove, man. <laughs> we drove. That's we awesome. Drove. Me too. The, the, the Delta deals, uh, $2,000 a plane ticket. Shout out there. But, uh, it was an adventure. I made the drive as well, and I, yeah. I can tell you, it was it was definitely an adventure, especially coming back, man. Oh yeah. So Did you come back like immediately after, like the the next day, when so, it was wicked yeah, crazy with the we did, weather. We did the game, uh, and then uh, I've got a, a couple army buddies down there in Texas, so we did the game, and then we did New Year's with uh, a couple of my army buddies and their wives, uh, and we woke up got our buddy to the airport uh, and then the guy that drove with me we made the road trip back but we took our time on the way back so yeah i got caught in the uh the ice which was uh the the i guess the second january 2nd on the way back but yeah we we drove we ended up driving through the night i got back at like 4 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> so was that your first time to jerry's world then it was yeah i mean uh, yes, it was, and I was dumbfounded as I am now. Obviously, I don't know why I can't talk, but that place is incredible. It was. It was certainly incredible. Um, did you get to check out the Walmart right across the street? No, we did. I did. We didn't go. But when we were leaving in our kind of drunken stupor, I was like, "Is that a Walmart?" So yeah, I saw it. But... Wait a minute, there's a Walmart right across like, the street. Like literally, like yeah. Picture, picture Paul Brown. Like you know where. Um, any of the the parking lots literally like right around the stadium and then on the other side of any of those parking lots would be a walmart yeah like that's like how super jerry's world walmart it looked big did you go in it aaron aaron i i you cut out so bad i have no idea what you said <laughs> did you go in it I could say I, I didn't go in it. It was I saw it though. Like I said, it was, we left the stadium, came out that one side. We were getting hollered out by hollered at by all the Alabama fans. Uh, and uh, oh, I think he left. There we go. But we were getting hollered at by all the Alabama fans. And then I look up and there it is, the big yellow Walmart sign. And we were all kind of like, what the hell is that? Did you guys get down there um, like the day of the game or were you down there like a, a day in advance to – kind of so do some touristy got, things or yeah we got there a night the night before kind of explored uptown a little bit um found a cool little spot uh they treated us great i i wish i could shout them out i cannot remember the name of the place i feel bad but uh they took care of us man uh and then uh went to the game the next day and we went to that same bar actually after the game too but uh it was cool yeah we explored texas a little bit uh, we tailgated, um, and then, uh, like, right around the perimeter of the stadium, like, it was 10-to-1 Bearcat fans. It was crazy. And then everybody who I would talk to that was an Alabama fan, it was, yeah, all our fans are saving their money for next weekend. Or, yeah, how it was. But, like, it was crazy to see that many uh, C-Paws, 
UC logos outside of the city of Cincinnati. It was so cool. Did you have pretty good Did you make it? Uh, Go ahead, Aaron. Did you make it to Texas Live? We did. Uh, we parked right outside. We thought we were going to go in. Uh, but after the game, I, if that game was on any other day besides New Year's, I think we would have checked it out. But New Year's, like, it was like, oh, my God, the line was around the corner. I, I hear you. I, we, I ended up going there twice while I was down there. But, yeah, it was super cool. Inside Heard there. really good things about that place. Yeah, we were it was kind of an in-and-out operation for us. Get there, celebrate the game, uh, New Year's, and, and get. But it was it was cool, yeah. I, there was a place like that when I was stationed in Kansas City called Power and Light, and I think it's 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 called Kansas City Live now. Same concept, pretty cool indoor bars and stuff. Well, see, isn't isn't there a spot in Louisville called Louisville Live? I it's think Fourth Street Live. We got them Fourth all Street. throughout the country. Must be a brand. Yeah. Yep. And the Bengals are going down there next year, right? Let's do it. They they play in Dallas. In Dallas. Next year. Yeah. I think so. Yep. I saw a lot of people tweeting about like I guess Cincinnati's gonna take over Texas Live again. That's yeah. <laughs> That's what we kept calling it. We call, kept calling it Nipper South. People were getting pretty upset. That's yeah. what I said. It sounded it literally sounded like Nippert Stadium on, yeah. on the TV. And I know like we've talked to some other guys who said I guess like the way the TV setup was, it kind of promoted the Bearcat fan sounds on yeah, the it was, it was on cool. the TV. I tell you what though through that stadium you heard our chance over everything man it was wild until like the game was over you know what i mean it was like ah, oh, we're gonna lose but yeah like you heard uh you see like you heard everything it was loud i thought the funniest part was when they would do like the uh on the jumbotron they would like pan through like in like during timeouts and stuff they'd pan through and show like different fans they'd show an alabama fan and the whole stadium you'd hear just booing yeah and then they'd show a cincinnati fan it's just like yeah yeah. And then they show an Alabama fan, boo! And it just all you heard was Cincinnati. It was, and that was from the press box. So was, you're yeah, behind like the double pane glass and all that shit. It was like when they showed uh, Patrick Mahomes, everybody was kind of like, "Oh, look, there's Patrick Mahomes." And then it panned over to Travis Kelsey, and I swear to God, I thought the glass was gonna break in that place. Yeah, <laughs> he went. That place got so loud when he came up on the board. He always has the best throwback gear. <laughs> Whenever they show him on TV, like yeah, his his uh his fashion sense is what I wish mine was. I guess I don't know. <laughs> He's a cool dude. <laughs> so overall takeaway, then you you definitely enjoyed Jerry's World. Would would go back a hundred percent. Oh yeah, definitely hundred percent. I I'm with you, and I was like, it was cool being in the press box because the food was top notch. Um, oh, you like Nippert is is. Aramark food, it's all catered in by Aramark. Yeah. But down at Jerry's World, there was a guy carving um, pork tenderloin. There was like roasted potatoes, Brussels sprouts, macaroni and cheese, like just this whole huge spread of like amazing food, chicken, salmon sliders, like all sorts of food. And then at halftime, there was a whole whole new spread so you could make nachos you could get dogs and kraut you could get um like cake pop balls or whatever like the they just didn't have the stick in them um but the whole thing was like surreal it it was crazy it was awesome the food was amazing and that was probably my my favorite takeaway after after the l so yeah absolutely alabama held an l last night so 
They did. They did. Uh, are you planning on making the trip down to Arkansas for the first game of the season next year? I'd like to. I, I, uh, I'm looking at season ticket packages. I'm looking at my work schedule. I actually just got a new job, which is kind of semi-remote, which will maybe allow me to be more mobile with uh, heading to games. Because, uh, you know, I, I got a wife, three kids, full-time job. It's tough to go Saturday, Sunday, every weekend uh, with the football. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm right. going to try to get to many more next season. I, I think it's going to be a fun time. Um I, I kind of did the Bangalorean, you know, I mean, I, I was a Bearcat and a, a Bengals fan. I have been my entire life. The Bangalorean was born out of Joe Burrow and this rebirth of the franchise. Uh, and the Bearcat bounty hunter is kind of, it's kind of coming into light uh, as this team jumps uh, into the new stratosphere. Uh, they're going to make that jump to the big 12 and everything. And, and, uh, and they're headed in the right direction. So I thought, what the hell, why not? Makes so sense. then we can expect we can expect to see the the Bearcat bounty hunter creeping around Nippert Stadium then yeah. next season. Absolutely, heck yeah! So are you hoping to kind of like? I mean, we saw the cosplay thing really take off for the Bengals this year, and we saw just people coming out of the woodworks to come up with their own costumes. I feel like everyone was always trying to take it up a notch as they continue to roll out costume after costume and all of a yeah. sudden there's just a host of characters walking around wearing god knows what at this point yeah. and <laughs> uh, but you know it's become just this this whole movement and i, I feel like you were at, at kind of the jump of that so are you are you hoping that bearcats kind of do that same thing or so are you kind of okay being like the one and only yeah, I, I'm cool with with just being me with the with the Bearcats because uh, I I look at the our collegiate team right and I that's that kind of craziness is is for that student section you know uh, right. I'm not trying to take anything away from the students because uh, they're the lifeblood of that stadium the lifeblood of that fan base and the crowd you know I'm a I'm a crusty old alumni now I'm not that old but but uh, so this is this is just I've got time on my hands. I love being the Bangalorean. It's so fun. So why not express my fandom for the Bearcats in the same way, you know? But at the end of the day, those students in that student section, that's that's the lifeblood of that fan base. Have you noticed that other teams are starting to uh, play Pump It Up at their stadiums and arenas as that was kind of the Bearcats thing now? And I know we saw Michigan start to play it at their stadium there towards the end of the football season. Uh, Memphis played it at the beginning of the basketball game here on Sunday. Like everyone now is, is pumping it up. They hate us. They hate us because they ain't us, man. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're making it work. Pump it up is, is spreading. It was fun in the stadium. They played it in the stadium. It was, it was fun. I wonder if that's something that's going to like stick around as like kind of UC's thing for a while here. Or if they'll like, you know, maybe maybe they every spring they try to like come up with some uh some other new new thing for each team to kind of be their identity. I think it'll depend on what uh, strength and conditioning coach Brady Collins is able to come up with in the uh, like that's where it was born is that was what they got hyped to when they were working out in the yeah. in the weight room, and then all of a sudden they they were like, why don't we why don't we just throw it at practice? And they started playing it at practice and. Then they was at games. What seemed to work pretty well. Oh yeah, very fun. 
So I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Bengals and the playoff push as they are into the playoffs here. People counted them out. And all of a sudden, here we are. We have a fourth seed in the playoffs. I appreciate the <laughs> costume change. I love it. I love yeah. it. And how hype are you for this team that you've been? I mean, you got to be a part of the unveiling. And this whole thing, since being a fan of the year last season, to go to where you've been involved as much as you have this year, it has to have been a completely surreal ride. Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's unbelievable. I, I, I just like at the end of the day, like what I do is just for fun on Twitter and to like get the fan base excited and maybe add more fans. You know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, this this team is a whole nother animal. Did, did, did any of you sitting here right now, honest to God, gun to your head, think we were going to take the North this year? I said nine and seven at best. I think eight and or. I said eight sorry, or nine, nine wins. And, nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I said eight or nine. That's what I said. It's supposed to be our year that was like, hey, man, we're we're an above 500 team. Like, that was that was what kind of people were thinking. And now look at us. Like, how could you not be excited? I mean, it's good. It, I was just going to say, like, we went from arguing about who should be the first-round draft pick because yeah. we needed to protect Joe Burrow after his injury even though I, I, I've said it on here, I, I've said it many times, those were covered sacks largely last year. And, I mean, that's not an excuse as to why he has been sacked as many times as he has this year. Um, yeah. But there's been lots of injuries up and down the line this season. Uh, that all said, I think it's a no-brainer now that you had to take Jamar Chase to get – we're not making the playoffs if we take Panay Sewell over Jamar Chase. I totally agree. Jamar Chase has turned into this lethal weapon, man. Like, like you look at it this way. Like, yeah, we would have got maybe Panay, and it would have been awesome uh, to have protection. But, like, who doesn't want to play football with their best – like, not best friend. I don't know if they're best friends. But, like, their former teammate and their buddy. You know what I mean? Like, that's a situation that's just exploding with success. Like, oh, I get to throw to him again? Like, come on. I mean, you, you got to think like, you know, they already built that, that connection beforehand yeah. and the familiarity with like where, where he, you know, knowing where he's going to be, when he's going to, you know, break out of his, his route. If he, you know, if he's going to cut a route off somewhere, like it kind of have that feeling of when, when Joe's able to look out and be like, okay, this is, you know, this is the defense, whatever. Maybe they have their own separate thing that they, yeah, you know, can look at each other and know, like, all right, like this is, is that, and like having, like, when uh, Joe was mic'd up this past, or I guess it was two weeks ago, I, I discount the Browns game as one that was just happened, whatever. But the uh, the game, right, the game against uh, the the Chiefs when he was mic'd up and he's like, he just kept saying like, you know, we're gonna hit that whole shot, we're gonna hit that whole shot, and then. I'm pretty sure he changed the play on the the one where uh, where Jamar made where he hit the whole shot down the field. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, I think split out wide left and and literally just ran by everyone. The the separation ability that he's got, and I know we talked about this because I went back and watched our 
uh, the super fan show that we had talking about the draft uh, over the summer. And we talked about having a receiver that has separation ability. And you see it on that. And then you see it on, on the play where he, he, he hits him on, was like a 12 yard, like little stop route. And he turns around and outran every single chief that was on the field. Yeah, he's incredible. Like if somebody could make that into some sort of painting or digital art where Chase is running and literally every chief is chasing behind him, I would buy it. In an NFT? I, I, yeah. I, I, or, I in a, or an NFT, I guess that's a thing too. So what was your favorite moment this season then as you have, I'm sure, had plenty of them oh, from – all the way to the unveiling of the throne, being there with all of your homies from New Stripe, with Yaz, with I don't even remember who else was there. I mean, it, there was so many people. Everybody. That, I mean, there was like I think ten or twelve of you or something like that at the, at that first <laughs> unveiling there. Um, to you know, you had the different rulers of the jungle. You had some pretty incredible wins. Um, some heartbreaking defeat. Um, you know, it, I don't know where, if it was clinching against the chiefs. I mean, what was your, your favorite moment at this Honestly, point in time? Honestly, this year, it was, it was that Jags game because that was, that was the first kind of moment where I looked at Paul Brown, uh, and it was dark and, and you could tell that Emily Parker and, and those, and that team had put a lot into the the entrance the graphics and everything happening in that game and then the crowd just was so loud and i remember that moment like holy crap like this is it like this is the turning point look at our fan base and look at our organization and i mean look at where, where we're at now but like I, and i know that that was a primetime game and it was the jags and and it was closer than it should have been and, and we can argue about that all day and and uh, it wasn't the prettiest game, but, like, it was such a fun atmosphere. And I really, really, really think we're going to mimic it this Saturday at 4.30. Oh, I'm really excited to see what, what goes on down oh, yeah. there at, uh, at Paul Brown at 4.30 for the playoff game. Uh, but, like, when you talk about the atmosphere there, I, I've said it before. I, I had season tickets with my wife for about seven years. Yeah. Um, and going down there and, and we're talking like late 2000s to like 2000, I don't know, 11 or 12. Yeah. We had them. And it's so like, there was, you know, a little bit of success here and there, but the atmosphere and like the environment was one that I can tell you repeatedly. She and I talked about like, when we have kids, like there's no chance that I will ever bring, you know, one of our kids here until they're like, you know, 15 or 16, just because of the way that things were. Oh yeah. Um, and this year I was able to take my eight year old because he has in the last year fallen in love with football. He doesn't most of the time doesn't care who's playing. I mean, he loves his Bengals and his Bearcats, but like he doesn't really care who's on TV. Like he really wanted to watch the game last night. I wasn't, didn't really care much who won, but yeah, he wanted to watch it. So we did. Uh, but I got to take him down there. We sat in the very top row. Uh, 
of the stadium, and he loved every second of it. And the fans were that the were around, you, those are the those tickets, tickets I won from Bud won. Light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Bud Light victory tickets put us in the top row. All the um, way up top. <laughs> which is fine. Like, it was actually, they, they weren't bad seats, really. Um, but, like, the environment and the fans that were there and around, like, it, it was the 49ers game, so, like, it ended up, you know, not turning out the way that he wanted it to, and it, it broke his heart a little bit, but uh, it was still a great environment and kind of a good introduction, like, down. I mean, yeah, okay, so it was a loss, whatever, like, you know, everyone introduced somebody that way but he had a blast uh there was there was never a time where i was like man like some of these people are so hammered drunk they're like falling over and throwing up on themselves because like that's what it was like when i went when i used to have season tickets like there were people that would just you know they'd pass out and they'd have to come up and like drag them out of there and acting crazy because the team wasn't fun to watch it wasn't you know this is just this has been amazing what has happened and I know we've talked about it before with the super fans being kind of like a little bit of a catalyst as much as you guys don't like to take a lot of like credit here and there, but like what you all have done has kind of solidified like the fan base and brought a lot of like people in that, you know, haven't, maybe they weren't fan fans, but like they, now they can come out of the shadows and be like, yeah, like you know, I'm a Bengals fan all the way to like people like Kay Adams who had, and good morning football who have like, been the only national outlet who's been behind the Bengals from day one of this season, at least, you know, they, they've always been on the Bengals bandwagon. Yeah. It, and, and it's, and that's the way you described it is, is exactly what I believe uh, our goal is. These, these fools that dress up in silly costumes and go to the game. It's like, it, we just want it to be a fun, friendly environment. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like going to a game and, and having that thought like, man, I could never take my kid here. But like this year, this year I took my five-year-old to one game. And then uh, I just, I just took my, uh, sorry, vice versa. I took my seven-year-old to a game and then I just took my five-year-old to a game too. Like, and it was great. They had a great time. They sat with me. They got to experience what it's like when people are walking up to dad dressed up in this silly costume. Like they were like, dad, who do you think you are? But uh <laughs> but, but, but I mean, that's what it is. Like, I, I want it to be like a fun place in Paul Brown where people can walk up to each other and high five each other. And, you know, like it, it happens. It's a sporting event. There's alcohol. Some right. games are boring. So people would rather beat the crap out of each other. Like it, just, it happens. But but uh, Paul Brown this year has been just totally different in years past. I completely agree with it. And I think it's I, I really think it's to attest to the, the hard work of, of the front office and like the social media team and the game day squad, like uh, Will Blackman, that's like just putting all these fun graphics on the board and all this new stuff. It's, it's a, like a, an experience to go to a game. Now it's not a, a football game that broke out at a fist fight. You know, that that's very true. I, I will say the, the experience of being there, like the, the graphics that went up on the, on the, on the, you know the screens up there and then like the all the way to the ruler of the jungle i to be honest like you know i wasn't really sure kind of like what the ruler of the jungle situation was going to be like like i'd heard people say like oh yeah it's kind of cool like it's neat whatever but we obviously we were there for Kay adams when she was the ruler of the jungle yeah. um and she she was very much the ruler of downtown cincinnati um that day yeah where she was out you know i saw the, the 
the tweets and the little videos and clips here and there of her out in the uh, all the different tailgates. And I, I think she went to uh, Bengal Jim's tailgate yeah. and, and probably and some of the other ones where she was like taking shots and, and just having a, a great time. It yeah. kind of like em, embodied what what we want as, as a fan base of just like you know having having a good time cheering for the Bengals. And then she got up there with the the Who Day chant. So like that was all fantastic. My kid thought it was great when they ran out and the uh, the tigers were blowing smoke. Yeah. You know, as they they run out, it, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's an all day kind of thing. New experience, and and they're doing it great. You can't really knock any of it. People tried to, but the fan base was just like, whatever, man. You guys can blow your Viking horn. Uh, Vegas, you can light your torch and. And uh, we're going to sit here with uh, fire-breathing tigers and a, a, a good-looking national media chick uh, with a spear on a, a stage chanting Who Day, right? Yeah, we'll take it. All day, every day. So do you think there's a chance that you end up as ruler of the jungle at some point with the relationship that you have built with the, with the front office now? I, I have no idea. It would, be, it would be an honor. I would love to do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people that deserve to be up there before yeah. me. That's what I'll say. <laughs> there's a lot of former so, players and, and uh, like people like Jim, you know what I mean, who have raised thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars for charity, uh, former players, family members. You know, let's get those people up there before you get a 30-year-old up there in a Mandalorian costume. <laughs> and I do want to clarify, I called you the fan of the year last year. It was um, Who Day. Yep. Yeah, you were you were the Pepsi fan of the year, so I did want to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I yeah. said it, I was like, "Oh, damn!" Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. But <laughs> so, yeah, but I just I think there's it would be totally cool. I would in a heartbeat. I would be like, "Yep, right. clear my schedule. I'm there. I'm gonna be crazy and dancing up there." But uh, there's a lot of people that have done a lot more good than I have that deserve to be there before me. Now you mentioned that it was a testament to the front office, but one thing you haven't mentioned yet is Elizabeth Blackburn. And yeah. How impressed have you been from just when she emerged from the shadows as the person steering this ship that just from from jump, she has been 100 percent listening to the fan base, trying to take care of what what the fans have been saying and implement implement that throughout the season. So what, what's that been like for you as a fan, as somebody who's going to all the games and what you've seen personally and just kind of from from afar? Oh, it's unbelievable. And I, I guess when I say front office, I include her in that. But, like, her, her like, at the helm of this ship, uh, steering this thing, like, in a, in a blaze of glory to the AFC North Championship. I know the players are in that. But, like, everything, everything happening just right with her uh, leading has just been unbelievable. Like, meeting her when we did the jersey unveil was, like, a great – it was a great honor. You, you know what I mean? Because, like – it was like, all right, there, there's Elizabeth. Like, we're doing a lot of exciting things. Like, is this going to translate to on-field success? Or or is this just going to be us all excited and everyone laughing on the outside? And, and thank, I mean, thank God it, it has turned into on-field success. Uh, but, like, like her, her just drive, passion, and desire to put a good product in that stadium uh, is unbelievable and you can truly tell like it's coming from her heart you know what i mean like she's a fan just like us us four here she's she's a fan just because her 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 name right her name is on the on the door 
uh, it doesn't mean that she doesn't like truly, truly bleed black and orange like you and I. Well, and she'll even give you the shirt off her back, which she literally did with Zim. Yeah, yeah, which is still the craziest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Have they announced who the uh, ruler of the jungle is going to be for the playoff game? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, When he mentioned that, I was like, oh, wow, I wonder who's going to be doing it Saturday. I have no clue. I haven't seen anything. Do we have any predictions? Anybody want to take a guess? I don't know. I, it, I guess it's it's almost last minute, but I guess they have some time to prepare. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, her up there or something as, like, a, like a hey, like, you get to be the ruler. I know, again, your, your name's on the door, but, like, look what you did this year. Look at this fan base. But... Marvin, somebody said Marvin Lewis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He might be. He might be taking some head coaching interviews over the next couple of days. He could be. Yeah, he might be busy. Marvin Lewis. That'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, Icky. Uh, we got a comment that says that it's Icky. Oh, it is. Okay, we'll have to confirm that. But if he if he gets up there and does if, the Icky shuffle, if he doesn't do oh, the Icky pretty- shuffle. Then is that Chad? It's a wasted opportunity. I think I think that's Chad who who chimed yeah. in with that. Well, yeah. there's, there's, there's no way he does it. Really it's probably so. Chad. Yeah, but yeah, if he if he doesn't get up there and like like I know <laughs> I know the new age gritty, but like we all we all remember the icky shuffle. So. But what if he does the icky shuffle and then does the gritty think, and slides it into the gritty? Yeah, the icky shuffle gritty combo. I. I think that the world would like turn inside out. That would be unbelievable. Somebody needs to slide him that that idea. Like you have to go from the icky shuffle into the gritty. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Cincinnati Twitter would break. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Instant meme. And the, the the confidence level of this team. I know they've talked to like you know, Zach Taylor and uh, obviously the rest of the guys that they've had their little interviews with. Um, the confidence level of this team is just is, is on another level from what I I recall in years past going into playoff games. Um, obviously, like their kind of their their swag that they've had all year is, is a little bit different because it it seems like it stretches across like the entire team, like all the way, all the way down the you know guys like you know, like Clark Harris or who you know what I mean. Like it's just a different environment. Um, Team wise, yeah, they they expect to go out there and they they you know they, they don't think that okay we're going out to play the Steelers so like it's a this is a game we're gonna lose or this is a game that if we win it's you know an upset or some big giant accomplishment they're just like yeah we're out here to win football games in the National Football League and you put anybody across from us on the field and we're gonna beat them yeah they, they have they have a like a reinvigorated swagger uh as soon as as soon as like one o'clock or whatever hits you know what i mean but then i love also on the other hand seeing in the locker room like hey with cj ozama like hey this is not it we want more you know what i mean we're this is not the end goal he says i'm paraphrasing we want to go all the way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then uh they're also like they, they know they're going to go out there and they know they can flip that switch, but I also think they don't go out there just nonchalant. You know what I mean? Because a lot right. of sometimes that, that can bite you in the butt. But uh, I, I think guys like CJ and, and Burrow, like they don't let that happen. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, 
yeah, we're good now, but like you still need to play football. Nothing's going to be given to us. And that's what that's I love the leadership that's on our team. So this playoff game is against the Raiders, which yeah. is kind of a perfect storm in that it is a chance to exercise the demons of the curse of Bo Jackson by beating the Raiders. And I honestly don't think it could come against a better team because it is the Raiders. So what were your thoughts when they announced that it was going to be the Raiders, not the Patriots? Well, I was, I was, I mean, I watched that LA, uh, or a Vegas game. So I, I saw it happening live. Uh, and, uh, I, I was happy. You know what I mean? Cause I think I'd rather play, uh, the, the Raiders than Bill Belichick and the Patriots, no matter what form the Patriots are in. You know what I mean? That's, they're scary in the playoffs. Uh, and I think that we could have gone out there and taken care of business against the Patriots. So don't, don't think that that's like a seed of doubt in our team, but uh, anytime you can play a Raiders team that just went to overtime and is going to be absolutely exhausted, I'll take that. You know, let's get in there and get a win against them on a, on a short week. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent. Against you the guy that any... looks like one of the Wet Bandits. Yeah, because <laughs> the, 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 you know, like I said, Bel- Belichick and the Patriots—they're just. They have a history of being scary in the playoffs, with or without. You know what I mean? Like, I know they're not Tom Brady Patriots, and they're kind of doing this right now, but, like, they're a good football team. And, again, I think we could have taken care of business, but I, I like the prospect of letting uh, letting this team eat on uh, that Raiders team and, and not taking them for granted, but uh, they're, they're just, I don't think, as talented uh, as, a, as the Patriots coming in with Belichick. And on top of that, I mean, it's going to be cold. And yep. miserable. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is. It's going to be cold and miserable, and that I feel like is going to affect a, a Raiders team that plays indoors a yep. little more than uh, the those guys from New England who, like, you know, I think they're they live in igloos there. So. Yeah, that's that's where they train. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I agree. I I think uh I do. I I think the short week, the fact that they had to play essentially an entire extra quarter of football. They're gonna be sore, and they're not gonna they're not gonna show it. You know what I mean? I think initially, I think they're gonna come out, and uh, they're probably gonna have a play that punches us right in the gut, uh, just because that seems to happen to us. You know what I mean? But I think maybe as the game goes on, it's it's gonna start to show a little bit. I think it's gonna it's gonna be like, oh wait a minute, this Bengals team has still got some some vigor, and uh, this Raiders team is starting to wane. I don't know. That's that's just my guess, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, we got to get you those stickers, as we promised, for the uh, the armor from both Bearcat Journal. Um, there's two coming from Bearcat Journal, and then one also coming from, pardon the punctuation, um, Ed's, Ed's got, got some there. So we'll make sure that we get those for your uh, your body armor there. Um, oh, Derek Carr, 0-5 in games under 37 degrees, never Whoa. scored more than 17 points. That's a bad omen. Okay. I think his I think his highest uh, quarterback rating in those games was like a seventy-eight. Wow! So we'll get you out of here. You, I know you had a hard robbers from from uh, from Home Alone. Yeah, the wet bandits. That, uh, one of the wet bandits. I know you have a hard out of, of ten o'clock, so we'll get you out of here. But any last words before you depart? Uh, before you say anything, uh, keep in mind you are going to see the Bengal 
Lorian, as always, at Paul Brown Stadium. And you will now see the Bearcat Bounty Hunter showing up at Nippert Stadium. So any last words for us before you go? I just – I really – I think our boys are going to come out and take care of business Saturday. I think it it uh, it could be a close one. It could come down to Evan McPherson and that golden Florida man leg of his. Uh, I hope not. But uh, the Raiders Raiders coming in. Bengals going to take care of business at home. Let's go. Who day, baby. All right. We appreciate you as always, Bengalorian. All Thanks right. for we'll joining us. And we'll see you around at the stadium, sir. Yep. What a fun uh, dude. That, that is fun. It's awesome. It's pretty like cool. His, to his, his ability to he, he's been making like some other helmets and Help. and mm-hmm. garb for I guess like some of his buddies like for other teams or whatnot. Uh he's got a predator helmet I saw That's that he, he tweeted out, which is yeah. like ridiculous. It looks like he's got like rubber hoses that he connected to the back of it for you know for like the mm-hmm. predator dreads, which we might now need for uh, the newest member of the Cincinnati Bearcats just picked up because uh, I believe his Twitter picture is of Predator. Talk about Nick Martin. Yeah, that dude uh, just committed yesterday from Hawaii. Uh, 6'6", I think he's listed at 190. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that he may be somewhere like 182. I, I think I've seen that in some places. Um, but I know I'm like, uh, ESPN and different stat references. Um, he's listed at 190, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to get that guy in the fold, especially with Alex leaving. Um, it's good to get a tall guy who can go up for the ball. And I don't know that Cincinnati's ever had a receiver listed at six six. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Chad could chime in if he is aware of one that was that tall i mean that, that's a big dude that's a big dude so and, and uh so. just just so we're clear uh today you know the the ap ranking came out for the final ap ranking and we ended up fourth and uh this uh dude from hawaii i'll, I'll reserve my descriptive terms but he he bumped UC all the way back to six, and I can only imagine that it's because we stole their best receiver. I mean, probably. <laughs> it's he had a, it's revenge. A, the revenge what a, game. What a bum. He had a coming out party of like roughly 45 catches. I think it was just shy of that. Uh, almost 1,000 yards, averaging like 19.8 yards per catch. Like, let's go. And that's why, you know what? That, that's why it doesn't matter like what your your – star ranking is when you you know when you get to i mean i guess it does for some like whatever but from what i saw he was a two-star recruit when he came out of high school like i didn't uh, right i mean i didn't find like a whole lot i didn't go looking because i I saw it i knew you guys were going to touch on it last night on the bbp so like i didn't want to cover everything again a second time but um i just thought it was funny when i saw that the the hawaii the the voter for uh from the Hawaii Star Adventurer um moved UC back to six. Uh the Georgia guy moved UC back to like eight. Um but they did get a lot of love in the three spot. Like I, I they don't have the the tabulations on this thing I'm looking at right now, but uh I can only imagine that UC was was probably pretty close to sneaking into that three spot. Went from Canada to Hawaii. We did talk about that last night. Um, oh, that's on, a brilliant move. 
I don't know if that was on the BBP <laughs> or if that was on the uh, on the night the BBP. But yeah, you know what though? I can't imagine that there's that there's a lot of like college scouting that goes on into Canada. Maybe that you know maybe that's why his his star ranking suffered a little bit coming out of high school. Like if he didn't get to a lot of camps in in the United States and wasn't seen, they're just going off tape. an awful lot. And they're just going off tape and mm-hmm. kind of just whatever they can see. You know, I don't know. I'm glad he's here. He looks like a like a, a great pickup and a guy that you know. I think uh, Justin Williams is the one that I don't know if he broke it, but I, I, his tweet's the one I saw first, um, and he said that he's uh, you know going to be a good fill in guy to take over the spot of Alec Pierce, who's also a monster that I'm sad is not going to be here next year. I think it'd be fun if he, as a tribute to joining UC, as a tribute to Hawaii, started wearing puka shells in his braids. I mean, I'm here for that. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds like something that might be a little bit dangerous I'll, on a football field. I'll keep growing no, this out. No, like and Marty. Then and then I'll do it. Marty Gilliard had puka shells in his braids. Under his helmet? Yes. Like, not not many. It would just be, like, one or two, like, scattered throughout his braids. Like, it, it was just down at the bottom. It would just be, like, a shell. Do you, wanna, do you also want him to have, like, a Gatorade bottle full of maple syrup, since he's from Canada, to kind of represent that, too, Aaron? I'm, I'm just saying, like, it'd be kind of a, a tribute to Marty, a tribute to Hawaii. Just saying. I don't know why... <laughs> The Damn. the only the only tribute I want to see to Marty is just catching touchdown passes. I'm Let's just do that. that. That's that's cool. Just climb up over the top of anyone from the specifically from Arkansas in the first game. Yeah. Just jump yeah. over everyone. Like I, I'm I'm like okay, you're right. There it is. One single puka shell. I told you. Point Aaron. Man. But that guy. I mean. Really, like I, I'm, I'm, I plan on spending the next couple of days looking up some highlights of this kid, um, because I can only imagine that they're awesome. I mean, he played for Hawaii. I don't know, like, really what their, I don't know what their schedule looks like during the year, uh, as to who they play against. Um, I mean, they're, but, yeah, the, he it, seems like a dude that's going to be wicked. I mean, like, you're either gonna, and you're either gonna have, you're either gonna have. You know, Evan Prater, who was a very high recruit, or you're going to have a guy like Ben Bryant, who is just a drop-back pass guy that's going to be able to sling him the rock. Yeah, it should be uh, fun. And speaking of Ben Bryant, that move also came this week. So what did you guys think when you saw Ben Bryant back in the fold for Cincinnati going into next year? I mean, initially I was, like, extremely surprised. You know, like a guy that leaves and then comes back. How often do we see? How often do we see that? Well, I mean, the transfer portal is new, but just as Cincinnati team in general, how often we see guys leave and want to come back? Well, I mean, I think well, he he's back as a graduate, right? I believe he's, so. I think that's but he has two year, he has two years of eligibility, correct? Because COVID if, gave if everybody read, that extra year, right? If I've read correctly, so I mean, look, I mean, here's the deal, and and we've said it before; it's cliche as all get out, but like iron sharpens iron, and if you are a Bearcats fan, because listen, I I am, I went to the same high school Evan Prater went to, all right, like, proud as any alumni can be from high school, and in Cincinnati, that's a big thing, right, where yeah. your high school is, where you went, 
So I would I would love nothing more than to see you know Evan Prater come out, make a name for himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA, and tear it up. But I also would rather see the Bearcats be in the best position possible to win football games. So if that means that Ben Bryant is the starting quarterback, then that's what well, you got to do. You got, but you got to bring in competition. You got to, and, and the uh, who's the other kid that that they're bringing in? Uh, Richardson is that how you? With Richardson. Richardson. So yes. you've got him coming in. Uh, there, there's going to be competition, and you only get better. And if you shy away from it, sorry. Like, if that hurts your feelings that, that somebody's coming in. And I'm not saying that that's how anybody's taking this at all. I fully expect that there will be a very, you know, very tough, hard-fought competition. It's nice to have guys that are there. God forbid injury happens to either one of them. To have somebody that is able to play. Ben Bryant has experience. What Evan Prater's done in high school is very well known. He hasn't had a lot of tape in college. Well, there were there was less than I think it was less than forty snaps of experience going into next season before Ben Bryant came back. And that's that's crazy to have less than forty snaps of collegiate experience in your entire quarterback room when you are the number four team in the country. In the right. final eight people. So you I mean, also have is. to you also have to consider that Evan Prater is the highest ranked offensive recruit, right? Recruit ever. ever. I thought there was a I no. thought there was a defensive guy that they brought in that no. was higher than him. No. The highest rated recruit ever. Why do I feel like there was a defensive guy that they just got that is oh, higher yeah. than him? I thought I thought Eugenio was Okay. I, I mean, I trust you. You are the recruiting guy. Was. Sorry, Aaron. So my initial thought when I heard you come back was that spring training, and, it, and you guys said it last night, but this was my initial thought. Spring training is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, Chad has said it repeatedly. He yep. can't wait. He can't wait to get the spring ball. He can't wait to get to any of this stuff. Look, I don't think anybody can, like, uh, I think Barstool, Bar, UC's Barstool uh, guys tweeted out, like, however many days it was to the to the first game of the year next year. Like, that's how long we have to wait until UC football comes back. Okay, number one in 247 composite history. Thanks, Chad, for proving that Aaron knows what he's talking about, and I'm just a crazy fan. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, I for whatever reason I don't know what's going on with Streamyard, but I'm not able to share my screen. Um, if you scroll down to the bottom of that link I gave you guys, though, um, Ed, you can share that, and it shows all nine of the top recruits ever in Cincinnati's history, led by Evan Evan Prater. Um, then you got two guys from the class of 2010 in Dewan Lewis, Kemper Tompkins, Mario Eugenio is the number four recruit ever. Is Eugenio the number one defensive recruit? It was like right at any point in time. He is the number one defensive ever. Okay. Correct. Sort of right. Half a point goes to me. All right, there we go. And Evan Prater has cool hair. Lenny Taylor's up there at number seven. 
by the way. And he's and coming J- back. And JQ is at number nine. And he's new. Yep. Look, so- I think this I think this Bearcats team, you know, I know that Aaron mentioned um, on the BVP and he's mentioned on here before that he leans to the fact that we we may likely not be ranked in the top 25 going into the next year. Um, and I've said, I, I think that we will be 20th. Um, but that, you know, again, little, a little, little fan bias on that. And I know like Chad brought up the fact that like when, when uh, the NFL draft rolls around and there's a whole lot of Bearcats called and then people are like, Oh, wait a minute. They just lost a lot of dudes to the draft. Uh, and and then they, you know, if they do their research at all, realize that, you know, there, there was a pretty sizable number of, uh, of seniors that, uh, are no longer going to be on, on the team. So this is kind of where, this is kind of where teams like, you know, like the Alabamas and the Georgias and, you know, those teams, they've got guys that are, are ready to go the following year. Now you saw with like Alabama last night, you know, unfortunately Jameson Williams goes down. They've got a couple other receivers that come in that, you know, Nick Saban said, you know, Hey, they're talented guys, but they don't have the experience. So they're going to get it tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, like, I guess, unfortunately for them, it, it did not, it didn't go their way, but you know, they did get out there and got, get some experience and they, they played well. Whereas, you know, some other teams, you know, we're kind of making that transition to where, you know, maybe we've got a a couple guys that could start or play for other teams that are waiting in the wings, ready to go if somebody goes down. And next year might be that year where we can look at it and say, are we there yet where we're reloading and ready to go by the time, you know, the next season kicks off? Or are we still in in the area where, like, we've got some good, talented kids but they need two or three games into a season before they can start to, you know, play championship level football. I don't know. I mean, fair. I I think that at the end of the day, I think that this team obviously is going to take a step back, but you have had some guys coming back. Um, Lenny announced yesterday. He was coming back. Jabari Taylor is coming back. Um, James Tunstall. Hicks is coming back. James Tunstall is coming back. Um, I mean, you have who um, today you had um, Will Huber Huber coming back. Um, so there's there's some there's still some dudes like, yes, you had 33 seniors leave roughly. I think that was what the final number ended up. Well, 33 seniors, um, but you still have some you coming back. Some, you still have some lose, coming back. You lose some other you lose some underclassmen. Sure. Which is something sure. that if you're going to be a big time program, when we talked about it last year after the Georgia game, you're going to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with that, and they they dealt with it last year. You know, they lost some guys, and they well, Hudson some was the only junior. In. Hudson was the only junior they lost last year. Um, I guess it was the year before that Warren left. Mike, Mike they, Warren left. He was the first junior to ever leave Cincinnati, and so Rome becomes the third junior ever to leave Cincinnati. So yeah, I mean. Again, to your point, yes, absolutely. If you're becoming a an elite program, an upper tier program, you're going to deal with that. That's that's. Is there the not chaos also another? Comes. Is there not also another junior leaving this year? In 
Who? Wiley? Number one. Oh, Sauce? Yeah, Sauce is another one. Touche. Um, I was going to say Wiley still hasn't announced. Um, so that, that remains to be seen. But, you know, it, it's just like the same thing with coaches. When you have a team that excels and you have the coaching carousel, you're going to lose some coaches. It's simply the way it goes. Like there's there's no real way around it. Like unless you are Alabama and even well, Alabama. Heck, even Alabama loses coaches. Uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma right. just took just took a guy off Alabama staff. I'm sure Nick Saban's real happy about that. So this this happens. Um and and that's just kind of the uh one of the cogs that goes into being the machine of an upper echelon program. I mean it it's this is where like having a coach like Luke Fickle really like you know brings itself to bear because he's able to we're able to put like you know like I I I have zero doubt that who Luke Fickle goes out and decides is going to be the next you know offensive coordinator that's going to be the good pick right I mean, you you saw you saw so the year before we lost we lose Freeman, who's now a head coach at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He fills that spot, and and okay, Ford and Hudson were four year guys, Richard juniors. Sauce joins Warren as the only three year guys to declare in program history. Thanks, Chad. Hashtag Bearcat Journal. Go, Chad's on it tonight. Help. Go go sign help, up for help. a membership over there. Yeah, go sign up at bearcatjournal.com. Hit up the boards. Have a stack guy. <laughs> Thanks. We, we, we weren't like a, wrong, in all fairness. We, we weren't wrong. True. We weren't wrong. We just got, just got backup. That's all right. There's yeah. a, there's Clarification. A, a, I Clarification. think there's a, there's a baseball board there. There's a, a football board. Oh, yeah, board. there is a baseball board there. I think, what's the baseball board called again? I think it's the Uke. The oh yeah, the Uke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because we, yeah, we talked about... was a good baseball player for he University was of Cincinnati. Are we going to yeah. go to a baseball game this year? Like PTP with family? Like just take the kids have have a family I, day? I would, really be, fun. I would I would be down. I would to go down to a that. UC baseball game. That'd be they're really not fun, it's, actually. It's not, I don't. They're not expensive. No, and I'm sure it's a great time. I've seen. I mean, think about it, like there was like a whole there was a team like a couple years ago where they were like. You doing the shot ski behind like the the, the post, <laughs> yeah. like the post, and then uh, the year that they went out and beat um, Oregon State in the uh, like the super regionals. Um, they had a guy with a funny name, like two years ago, didn't they? Who, who was uh, he? Was drafted? Uh, Joey Weimer? No, not him. He he's in the. Uh, He's in the uh, Brewers organization, so like we can't really cheer for him too hard. Yeah, that's fine. But he's um, being, he's playing really well. In any case, but it's on back the to, baseball board, Chad. <laughs> back to back to football, though. Um, we we still have a couple decisions yet to be seen. Um, I did see that Darian Beaver signed an agent today. Um, so he is. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I think WME, I believe, was the name of it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so good on him. It is WME sports. Um, gonna miss that dude. Uh, just dude, that a, guy, a monster, like the transformation. So like 
every year when they post those like transformation pictures, mm-hmm. like he doesn't even look like the same dude. No. Like that that looked like that looked like a a skinny little like D back that <laughs> became like a just like like he he took like the you know like the Hulk serum and why is like he did look like he hulked out though he did look like he hulked out dude beavers absolutely hulked out that Mm -hmm. guy is i mean anybody a lot of those kids did like a lot of those guys did like if when you see the like the before and after pictures that that they are very fond of posting um to show like what you can become here that's that's scary that's why you have to be so excited about that's why you have to be so excited about all the kids from this recruiting class that are already on campus and are already they're already huge well and they're working much, with working with brady well that guy is i mean you guys know from having him on, on like bbp but like and then the uh you know the, the squat fest and all that kind of stuff like we've said it before there is clearly like a few screws and cogs loose in that machine <laughs> And Brady, and, yes, he's a maniac. He's the he, best he's kind of maniac, though. You, you he's have a maniac. To, you have to be a maniac in order to be that. There's also some. There. There's also a bum in our chat over here. He's talking about some. I don't know. Like he can't, can't spell sure boldly. He, he spells as well. He's, <laughs> he's he, he, spells he spells as well as. This is brother. Shut it. And he also a five minute timeout. He also spelled graders wrong. So get out of here. What kind of Cincinnati fan are you from Norwood? <laughs> the wrong kind. <laughs> so some reason, I, like, let me let me just talk about this the the Wiley announcement that Chad being, talked being about dramatic. over here. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't know like Wiley's personality at all, but it's I hilarious. feel like I feel like from that comment. And and then see, I, I feel like he would be one that would like have his own short, maybe like fifteen second video produced where he walks out of smoke and he's got like the Gronk gigantic glasses on to make his announcement. I just kind of for some reason that just that just strikes me as how maybe like a big giant electric guitar and laser beams shooting through the the smoke as he walks out and then declares that he's coming back. I'll be here for it. I'm here for it. What I mean, or 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 on the flip side of that coin, declares that he's leaving in that same way while riding yeah. a white stallion off of Nippert Stadium, <laughs> like a into white the stallion, tunnel. a white stallion that, <laughs> that he like he super glues a horn to, so it's a unicorn. <laughs> like, but it's really just a waffle cone stuck. Yeah, it's with like, like... A, it's just a waffle cone that he a waffle cone that he spray painted, and he like he just put it on. On the front he's, of his, he's still holding it on. It's like, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> and then he and then he pulls out boldly, boldly bearcat ice cream to eat. You know, like, I don't and I don't know why using the I, same I, I, cone, I, right? So it's, it's like, uh, same cone, it's, it's, absolutely. It's edible. It's edible paint. It's edible. He just pulls it right off like the horse's head. You know. Edible glitter and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. So <laughs> I don't know how, how we how ended we up there. there. Like that's, that's, we painted an image. You're welcome. We 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 knew that this show was going to be a little bit off the rails from the jump tonight. Chester Strangely accurate. <laughs> Strangely accurate. <laughs> that's fantastic. 
Um, so I do want to talk hoops with you guys because the last time we talked, we've played two games since, I believe. Mm, the SMU, SMU game and the yeah. Memphis game. So SMU with the late tip coming after God, the Tulane so loss. Coming after the Tulane loss. Why, why hockey? Like, you, you push us back till 9.30 because of a hockey game, and then the hockey game doesn't end on time, so you push us to ESPNU, and then in the middle of commercial, without telling any of us, you take it off of ESPNU, so some, I don't know, there's a Peyton Manning story started or something like that. Like, why are we watching something about Peyton Manning? And then you realize, once you get on Twitter, oh, they moved it, they moved it over to ESPN. What was that all about? That's how I, ESPN operates. I go back to why is regular season ESPN or why is regular season hockey on, on ESPN, the flagship station still beyond me. People like hockey. Oh, I mean, I, I guess I, I know like a lot of people were like moaning, groaning, like just put us back on ESPN eight the Ocho so we can just stream it. ESPN and watch Plus, it but, yeah. But like, I'm here for that. Well, cause it would have been know? at seven 30 if we were on ESPN plus. Yeah. I mean, nine 30 was really late. It well, was like, so, like outrageously late. But that's so you go how, from, I mean, that's how it's going to be, though. It's, it's kind of nice. I was, not to mention I was worried about the players actually still being awake at 930 because <sighs> even Mason Madsen tweeted 930 for a game. You got to be kidding me. I'm I'm usually in bed at nine. There we kinda go. Nice, kind of nice, though, that Cincinnati got both the ESPN slot in, in the SMU game and then got the ABC slot against Memphis. So they yeah, were nice. nationally televised for two straight games. And in those two straight games... They played their ass off. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to say so, that I think that it was uh, probably Coach Chad's speech that he told us he was going to go give them. Well, he didn't. He said he didn't have to. He didn't have to give them that speech because it was already taken care of. <laughs> I'm sure Wes took care of it. So you saw the second half against Tulane, and then you saw 40 minutes of SMU. And then you saw 40 minutes of Memphis. And I've talked about this game a lot between the nightcaps and these games between the nightcaps and the BBP. So I'm going to give you both the floor to talk whatever you want about hoops right now, because, and I'll fill in of course, but I want to give you guys the floor because I'm kind of talked out on these two games. Well, it was a nine 30 at night game for SMU. So I still don't remember much of it. I remember we won and I crawled my, my crawled my ass up into bed. Um, but the, um, the game on Sunday against, um, really we're going to do this Memphis, uh, with Penny, that was a hard game to watch. That court is super blue. Um, everything in there was blue. My eyes hurt. It was almost as bad as trying to stay up for a nine 30 game. Uh, but also that, that game reminded me of Rocky four in Rocky four. When was he's fighting you, Ivan. What? Go on. Was, okay, thank you. you. Just, you, you well, you threw a fish in our lap, and then you didn't. Well, the dramatic pause. It's called a cliffhanger. Go on. Thank you. In Rocky Four, it was just a back and forth fight, right? Just Drago kept trying to knock out Rocky, and Rocky just kept coming back. You know, with the "Come on, you got more, you got more." That's how Rocky does it. I've seen a lot of them, um, and that's what UC did. Like Memphis would throw a shot, and then they come back. Like towards the end, I think they went like. A, it went up by like six or something like that. And I was like, this is where we lose it right here is where we lose it. And then they come back in and take another shot at them to only lose by. Well, I want to say they only lost by three because it was only what, 50 seconds left when we were only up by three. 
the end of that game, the score of the end of that game doesn't dictate how that game actually played. And then Jeremiah Davenport, where has he been all season with those threes? What? I'm blue. Oh, thank you. Where has he been all season with those threes? I mean, we've seen times where we're like, what, what is Jeremiah Davenport doing out here on the court? Like what has happened? And then he comes out and just fires them. I'm fired up. That's probably what Wes told him. I mean, he ended the game with 21 points. Uh, he had a he did he break the record for three pointers? He he. No. It was the, a season the high. Three, the record the record for three pointers is uh, Melvin Levitt with so they played that video with uh, I think it's like 10 against EKU. I saw that video today. It he he. It was a season high for uh, Cincinnati. Um, it was a record breaking number in that arena. No collegiate team had ever hit that many threes in that arena. Right. Um, bear in mind, the NBA also plays there, so it's not at all correlated to that. Right. Um, and I think it was a either a season high or a career high for Devonport. I don't I don't. It was a career high for him. I think it was a career, it was career high, high as well. Yeah, I saw that set. But also Devonport, so not not just the threes, but he played a smart game because he came he he started that game early with like two fouls. They pulled him out. He was in the end of that game with four fouls, and we've well, seen that happen before against well against Nevada, where we put you know Jaron Cumberland in with four fouls, hoping that he can close out the game for us, and then he fouls out. Uh, he played super smart. There was a lot of times underneath the basket. You know, towards the end there, Memphis was dunking a lot, and he was just, like, moving out of the way so he wouldn't foul. And I thought that was smart play because we needed him to be on the court, especially if we needed that last-minute three. Um, but his play this now, week was – You bring you bring up those – Go ahead. His play was well, this week was outstanding. His... Okay, there you go. I was letting you finish your sentence. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. For interrupting. I was trying to get in, but um, I was just going to tell you that the difference in his – threes as you brought up you said i don't know what changed he was taking good like sh- he was taking good shots he wasn't out of position he, he he was taking good set catch and shoot shots it wasn't like he was off balance it wasn't like he was forcing something up in a weird turnover or, or not a weird turnover but a, a weird rotation it, it was just it all came in the flow of the game so they were good set shots his his feet weren't flailing he was he was set, and he was – I mean, I've, I've said it before. He's the best catch-and-shoot guy on this team. Um, whereas, like, for DDJ, you know, he has that move that no one else on the floor does where he has the step back, like, just the, the quick the, the quick step, and then he's, he's popping, you know? So it's a little different there and just getting in rhythm. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Which is crazy because last year I said it numerous times that I thought that Mason Madsen last year had easily the best catch and shoot of anyone. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll agree. Like Davenport, the, the, a couple of those in that Memphis game, like it, he was, he would get the ball, and I'm like, oh no, like I don't, I don't see where. It, but his that there would be like a, a slight delay, maybe. Where he would, you know, let a a Memphis guy try to close out yeah. and be in bad position, and his his ability to shoot there was really good. I thought uh, I thought John Newman looked really good in that game. 
game did look good in that game as well. In the in the Memphis game, uh, I do agree. Like, I so against the whole SMU. First, well, I, I missed the whole first half of the he Memphis game because we were SMU as well. Yes, we were out with with the kids, um, right, for birthday celebration stuff. So like, I missed the whole first half of that. I got home, saw they were down by six. Like, all right, you know, like they're coming off a a pretty good win against SMU. Um, where they played very well. Um, I was, it was late. I was happy to watch that game and happy that I wasn't going to bed. Like, you know, with the same kind of feelings of hearing about the Tulane game. Cause I totally missed that one. Um, and in the, like the two or the, uh, the SMU game, like, you know, you had DDJ kind of like being the guy, right? Like what do you have? 22 points, 23 points, something like that. I don't know. Um, it was, someone, it was in that. It was in that range. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't have like that right up in front of me. Um, but then twenty-two you go to like, points. Okay, so twenty-two, twenty-three. I was close. Um, but like the Memphis game, I did. I did tweet out when I got home that I, I thought that they should start each half uh, being assessed a technical foul for the atrocity that is their home basketball court. Um, it's awful. I, I know agree. we talked. I know we talked at the end. Um, of the game that there was a a ghost foul, it, it was a ghost foul. I think everybody can agree that it, it was Phantom a foul. Call that, against that just they the, played the replay. You could tell like, it needing to touch him. It it just wasn't there. Um, does it suck that that kind of like really impacted kind of the end of the game? Yeah, you see, I think Rant just ran out of steam a little bit. Um. It's gonna happen. I mean, I don't like to blame uh, but, things on officiating, but that one official did suck really bad. And I know, I know, what was it like, sixteen or eighteen to six free throw attempts? Like with the fouls being, the fouls were pretty close. It was Thank the you. shooting foul. It was the shooting fouls that were just totally lopsided. Or- yeah, and it was, I mean, it was. It was the game was still there. They had every chance to kind of like put some things away. I know that we talked like Mike Adams Woods. Like sometimes I I like I like his energy on the floor. I don't understand some of these. It may maybe he has to do that. I don't know. I'm not a high level basketball player by any means, uh, but I don't understand some of the hand the ball switching hands on the way up and it, it looks like he's trying to be a little bit well, flashy on some of those um, yep. the only thing i'll say in in his defense on that is one of the big knocks on him even this season um and and definitely prior to this season is that he was not aggressive going to the hole so in the last couple games that's fair he has definitely turned on the and, aggression in getting to the cup so maybe he's just out of position because he hasn't been there you know what i mean well, like He's, the other, the other thing, the other thing there, the, at least, and, and the other thing with with the Memphis game is the length. Memphis has quite a bit of length, oh, so God, yeah. maybe maybe he thought you know going up he needed to do something a little different to kind of keep their length at bay. Um, yeah. When they showed it, when they showed the, the camera sh- pointing down at the basket, like he just had to put it up just a little bit higher, and he would have he would have made it if he wouldn't have switched, he would have had it. Yeah. So but again, I don't like, know. 
guys like Jalen Duren down there or Dandridge down there that are both like six eleven or or better. That's um, true. You know, you you got Amani Bates who's six nine and playing the three. I mean, they're they're definitely some lengthy dudes on that team. Um, so, and that comes that that all comes back to like what we've. The, well, it shows, you, you're, gonna have shots to, too. You're, you're gonna have to alter your shots so like that that's fair there um and, and it comes back to like what we've talked about all year and, and i hate i hate that it sounds like we're making this crazy excuse for the team that you know this team was put together in 30 days and was put together with you know losing a guy like tari eason who is uh seventh oh in the seventh right now in the Ken Palm rankings for national player of the year. And he's coming off the bench down there. <laughs> it, it's like Brent said last night, we would have put Rob Banks in before we put in. Uh, well, I can tell you he, Wes Miller would not have, but oof, no, Wes, Wes, let's guys play. <laughs> yeah. Wes just gets him out did. there. But Mick, at, Mick at, might even have yanked him honestly at, at times. Because that was Mick. If you if you did something wrong, Mick Mick yanked you. We didn't get enough deflections. Uh, I, I I can tell you that that Tari is playing high level basketball, you know, and I, I've seen some highlights and I've watched portions of games. I, Would you say, Aaron? You by the way, that out. dunk. Oh, that God. dunk. He should have been teed up. He should have been teed up for that dunk afterwards, right? Like to just stare <laughs> the guy down. Um, just stared him down and just. Well, you know what? If you do that, what I think, I think Ed, I think it might have been Ed that said he put him on a missing poster. I that was, that was that was pretty good, Ed. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you points for that. That was a funny little uh, quip that you made. Um, anyway, I know he doesn't play here anymore. I'm happy he's doing well. His mom does still support UC basketball, like to the nth yeah. degree. Like she is. Uh, As does he. Super hype, the, the, right? He wore the red and black shoes in the uh, in the game today of the uh, the shootout. Coming back now that you're talking about somebody that should have been called for a different foul, uh, the dude on the, in the steal? Memphis game that put his whole hand and palmed Newman by the face and just pushed him to, pushed the, ground, him to the ground. I'm fairly certain and that they called that a double is, foul. Well, yeah, they called it a double foul, which was dumb. That's a player one. It, at the very it's least, like the, it's the it's not a definition. Two. It's the definition of a flagrant two. It has zero. There's zero basketball anything involved in that. I, can you imagine someone whole, palming your I mean, face? Like that, that's a big hand. For that's what one. I do to my kid when he tries Just to tackle like, me. It's like it's, it's like the the thing that came out of the woman on Predator or, or Alien or whichever one it was, it. where it's like. I'm not saying by any means that that is like the tipping point in the game, but come on, when when you've got uh, when when you've got a guy that just he, he turned around and palmed him by the face and just pushed him onto the ground, like that's that's not basketball by any means. And Newman's also not like a small dude. No, not at all. Not a huge dude, but not a small dude. But in any case, but. There, I, I mean, if you want to talk about that though, too. Oh man, what are, uh, you are we gonna watch the? And then just the stare and the shake. That's again, that's where the T should have been. But oh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm he here almost, for it. He almost went to. Did he go to a Jordan shrug after that? Um, 
and I know we texted, I know we texted after the game, after the Memphis game, we kind of went back and forth a little bit on it. Well, um, you talked about the no call. I think there was a no call yeah. on the steal. The the, yeah. the very last steal of the game where yeah. Memphis oh, ends oh. up with the ball again. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that that whole offensive call, I don't know if, I, I, I think Wes said in the, in the post-game presser that he was trying to call a timeout and he didn't get the timeout because it wasn't being loud enough or something along that line. Um, I don't know if that was that particular possession or not. I believe it was. Um, but they, I think it was a little looked, confusing that it looked you know, lackadaisical. They, it looked sloppy. It looked like something was missing. And I think that they all probably expected the timeout, but that never came. And, right. And then they, then they tried to kind of force something and then it, Obviously, that's not gonna that's not gonna work out in your favor. You know, nine times out of ten. I also don't it, expect it, it to be something we see again this season. Something yeah, sloppy no. like that within right. ten seconds. Like we saw the inbound pass that was that didn't work out earlier this season on with like three seconds left or something like that. That yeah. they tried to throw that alley oop that didn't work out, and all of a sudden the game was over. And I don't think we'll ever see that again. And again, I don't I don't think we'll ever run into a situation where you see something that sloppy going into the last 15 seconds of a game. And I think going to the like to kind of credit that whole little speech you just made there is the lack of effort that was seen by all in the Tulane game. And since then, we've had now two games against arguably, you know, more quality opponents. And the effort level has been, you know, a hundredfold what we saw from the Tulane yeah. game. And I think that's all you want. Like, I've, I've said this several times between nightcap and, and last night is I don't like the word moral victory, but I think this was. Kind of was. Like, I mean, I don't even know that you say it's a moral victory as much as it's like, it, it's ju- it just shows the improvement and the level that you're at, right? And that you can, I mean, so we've, Okay, like I don't like the word. Like I think moral victory is goofy. It is, but it, it's how right else do you with style points? Is there different word you use? Do you want do you want style points too? Uplifting victory. You want style points? How, so what you want? How, how else do you describe it? No, I just it? want. I want it. I want it to be on. a law, a law, a loss that you learn from. A building block. It's a like. <laughs> There's so many just terrible analogies. Okay, it can it can be it. a building block. You know, like it's a moral victory call it. building it, block. No moral. There's there's not a, a victory game. Th- there's not <laughs> a victory to be had there though. Like you you're not. There's nothing that gets chalked up in the in the stat line that says moral victory. It's a loss, but it's you a loss you can there. learn from. There are some losses you don't learn from. It's a loss. It's not get... a loss at, at fifth third. Correct. That's I don't true. Think you, I don't think you lose that game at home. Unless it's nine thirty at night, nobody's there. No, that's what I said. I, I didn't think clearly. that I didn't think they lose that game at home. Yeah. I mean, I just for all the people who after the Tulane game said that these players don't play with heart and that they that Coach Miller can't can't coach. I, I just got and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Has been waiting literally an hour and twenty three minutes and eight seconds to do that. Only because he doesn't have 60 seconds. For all of you people waiting yeah. for the end. Give me a hell yeah! And for all of you waiting for the end, for Ed's 60 seconds, he uh, he just didn't do them this week. He didn't. He was like... He was I apologize. Had, I switched had... to a new TV provider this week, and I thought that I'd be able to get it on demand, but I was not able to get it on demand, so I do have it set to record tonight so that I can have 60 seconds with Ed uh, next week. Ed had time, and he mm. thought to himself... 
I'm going to be selfish this week and not give the people what they want. So Councilman Councilman Barrett, Barnett, we're really sorry. Councilman Barnett will be okay with it. Councilman Barnett is, he's a good man. He's a good councilman. He's probably going to stop listening to the show now that you've done this. He's nothing like Tommy Tommy Tuberville. Nothing like Tommy Tuberville. He's not mad. He's just, he's just disappointed. Disappointed. I, I, I understand. I hear you. I mean, if it helps, I am drinking a Steve Weiser tonight. Broken Skull IPA, Steve Austin, straight from Texas. I don't think that helps at all. It doesn't help me. Well, it might help you, but it doesn't help anybody. I'll give that was you waiting straight for you. 60 this is, seconds. This is Ed. an IPA that's crazy IPA. Huh. What a description. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I did hear that the I did hear that apparently the MLB people are going to get together and talk on like Thursday or something, and uh, and maybe Transition. you know, you know maybe maybe once uh once that happens, you know, we could get our buddy uh, Clay back Clay? on the show for a little bit. I think Clay still like us. I heard he was on a different show last night. I'm telling you right now, when we when baseball is officially back, I think we bring back Clay and our buddy Ryan Castellanos. Oh, and do a little uh, little baseball round table. Uh, Regardless of be, Nick. Uh, yeah, that that could be lots of fun. I heard Clay maybe, was starting a maybe we look at getting uh, some uh, UC baseball players uh of past of of I want Josh know. Hamilton. I think Josh Hamilton would be fun. Good luck. You were just down in Texas, you could have tried. Sorry, not I Josh heard... Hamilton. I heard Clay started his own podcast called Early Josh Late Harrison. Reds. Her- Josh Harrison, not Josh Hamilton. Jeez. Oh, I thought you said Josh Hamilton. I, well, I he, did. He did. Yes. Okay. He did. All right. Wrong, hence, wrong, hence, wrong part of the hence, city. Hence hence, my eyes got like this big. Me too. I was like, I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't, I mean. I meant Josh Harrison. Wrong I part I of the city. I, I thought I knew who you meant, but then I was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Aaron's really spreading the wings here. This is four. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's an Astro? It is. The, the which which one is it? Ooh, the red cream soda is good. The one that you can get the twenty four pack at Costco. We were Ed, supposed you, to get there, huh? Ed, are you uh, are you going to be doing anything uh, special, different, watching for the uh, the the Bengals playoff game this weekend? You know, I'm thinking about just going to Midwest Best, getting a bunch of uh, G Funk wings, and uh, just grubbing out on the couch. Uh, I do have a kid story for you, though. I'm pretty excited about because I know you get to share yours. Um, and I've been waiting for that moment with my kids, but, uh, my youngest on Saturday night, he said, uh, daddy. And I said, yeah, he said, do the Bengals play today? And I said, no, they don't play on Saturdays. They play tomorrow on Sunday. Okay. But is it a, is it a big game? And I was like, I mean, it's because the Browns. So yes. Okay, good. Uh, do the Bearcats play tomorrow? I said, yes, Bearcats play tomorrow. Is it a big game? I said, it's against Memphis. We hate Memphis. Yes. Okay, good. And so when he went to bed, he had to find his Bengals hat. And then he asked his mom to uh, wash his Bearcat hoodie because it's too big. And she, he wants her to shrink it. Well, and, that's and then how, he wore his that's hoodie. That's how fan bases stay, you know. He wore his hoodie growing. and wore his hat and didn't watch any of each one of the games. <laughs> <laughs> but he's getting close. He's getting close. I will be doing something different, Jeff. Yeah, where are you going to be? I am going to be. You're the ruler dri- of the jungle. I am driving. <laughs> it's Nicky Woods. No, it's Nicky Woods. With, I know. With Cal, Cal Scrooby doing the halftime. <laughs> yeah, show. I just, yeah, I saw that. Um, 
I am driving back on Saturday to Cincinnati to go and tailgate down at the stadium. I have lived two blocks from the stadium all year. And you haven't gone once. I haven't tailgated. I haven't even tailgated once. Aaron, like you could literally go down tailgate, walk home, and watch the game. I'm in Athens right now, bro. I mean, well, I understand that, but I mean, like for the majority of the season, Uh, there's been I think three games I watched from home that I was. Jeff has a solid point. I was home for. I've been at home for three games, I think, Um, and even then, I, I stayed in because I had other obligations after the game that I couldn't go tailgate and get trashed and let the cards fall where they may. Are you going to the game or are you just tailgating? Saturday that all changes. I'm not going to go to the game. I'm going to go back to my house and watch it in, where it's warm in my apartment. Yeah. yeah. Blocks, blocks from blocks from the game. But I will still hear the stadium roaring as I always do when I'm at home. I mean, well, speaking, of, yeah, speaking of cold Bengals games, uh, it was 40 years ago yesterday was the Freezer Bowl. The Tundra Bowl? Which so apparently, you know, there there's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 250,000 fans at that because anybody you talk to is like, oh, it's a good game. <laughs> Everyone was there. Everyone. They, they, all they, of expand, them. they expanded Riverfront that day. Yeah, and, uh, all of the people. You know, it was a one-time like, expansion. My, my parents were actually at the game. They have they still have their ticket stubs, but it's funny. We were talking about it at work. and like You can buy ticket stubs. Just ask yeah. Ed. Uh, Ed probably has like every one of them because he's probably one of the guys that like pulls them out of his wallet. And he's like, "Look, I was there." What's that supposed to mean? Um, Buy ticket stubs? Just ask that Ed. You, that you that you collect memorabilia. Look at all the stuff behind you, Ed. I don't know that I have ticket stubs. Oh, I mean, yes, I do. Okay, good point. Fair point, Aaron. Anyway, so. But yeah, so that was a cold game. This weekend is going to be a cold game, and Aaron is making the smart, educated decision of going to go tailgate, yeah. get a little drunk to stay warm while he's tailgating, and then head back well, home to where it's really warm. And for those of you listening, if you've never been to Bengal Jim's tailgate, he's sponsored by Mad Tree. So you get to drink for free, and then... I, I think he actually also does a, a shot for everyone before the game, and then everyone goes about their business. I mean, just enjoy. Just so you're not going to stay for the game. You're just going to go tailgate. And then Hell walk back no! To the house it's going to be it's, like, it's a high of 28, a high of 28 on Saturday. Hell no! Be be in the in my apartment, warm. You can just get some uh, black and red overalls. I mean, I have. I'll be I'll be wearing my my Nike like it's it's not it's not thermal underwear or anything but it's it's like they're what you wear underneath to stay warm that's like fleece lined and skin tight. I'll be good. I wear Under Armour. Of course you do. Saturday. Oh yeah, 28. That's what I said. So, um, I'm a little disappointed as well that you don't have your 60 seconds. I'm sorry. I apologize. With with Jeff just bouncing on us, this would be a, a wonderful time to do just that. That's did on me. A, he did have a small emergency. I'm back. No worries. Um, just was voicing my disappointment in that 
for not having oh. his 60 seconds. Um, oh, man, it would have been a great time to slide the 60 seconds in. Eric. Exactly what I said! And if you're not down with that, Philly's got two words for you! We're just back to high school all over again. <laughs> I love you guys. Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah. And yeah, now we warned you. Now we're playing repeats. Yep. And now we're done. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are just, we, we are, we are in, in that time of the year now where we're down to Bengals football and Bearcats basketball. And I mean, we we could run into a portion of the year here where there will there might never be Reds baseball again, you know, ever. <laughs> that, that could be a thing. Um, so we might have to you know pick up Ed's favorite other team in the the city, the uh, Cincinnati Cyclones. Hell no! Hey, I don't hate the Cyclones. The Cyclones play hey, those, ga- those games are fun. They this were is- undefeated in the 20, uh, 2020, 2021 season. I've I've lost the show. Lost yeah. this is, it's people like you are that are the reason why hockey was on over the Bearcats versus Memphis on ESPN. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that hockey like should be it. on over the Bearcats. Listen. I'm just saying that, like, if it's a Saturday, if it's a Friday night, and basketball's not on, baseball's not on, and football's not on, then checking out a hockey well, game is is go, okay. Go. I mean, they got dollar beers. You stack them up on the on the rail, and the players yeah. try to knock them. I mean, yeah, that's, and, that's fun and, shit. When if, when have you ever drank enough beers at a Cyclones hockey game to stack? Well, you, had had dri- you had to drive home. Get out of here. Next. I've drank a lot of beers at a Cincinnati Commandos game with Ben Mock. You were 25 then. Pretty, pretty mm. accurate, yeah. yeah. Pretty close. That was really accurate, Aaron. Pretty close, yeah. Do you have that written down? Is that in your notes? Because you're prepared tonight, whereas Ed is not prepared. Seven, I think, actually. <laughs> no, don't go changing. Don't go changing it after you say actually, he's right. No, because Michelle did that. The year mm-hmm. wrong, Ed. Aaron was prepared tonight. You were not. No, nah, that's she, where we're at. Twenty-seven, because right before we had Parker, and I was thirty when we had Parker. Anyway, no one cares. Mental mental gymnastics for Ed. All right, My head hurts. Do, do we have a Do we have a bum of the week this week? Uh, I mean, my bum of the week I already mentioned, uh, and I only noticed it at like three thirty today when I saw that that Hawaii writer. Bumped UC all the way back to six, and I, like I said, I can only think that it's because we just stole their best receiver, probably their best player. My bum of the week. I don't know that I have one. Yeah, but I, I, I was trying to think if I could come up with one while you were talking. I don't have a bum of the having... week, but I have a congratulations of the week. Is uh, I think you know after being out of basketball for two, I think almost three years. Lance Stevenson's about to sign a contract with uh, the Pacers to extend him to the rest of this year, and I think they might add on a couple extra years onto it. So, he, hey, good for Lance. A, he's had a hell of a couple games up there. Hasn't he? Though, like just coming out banging threes. He's got his energy back. Uh, my Pacers hats upstairs. I should have wore it tonight. If he had leaned over and blown in anybody's ear, <laughs> I would have been. I'd have been all over it. <laughs> well, and, and KD even said after the game, or was it wasn't KD? It was. Um, Kyrie, was it Kyrie? One of them after the game said that it was pissing them off that this guy came off the bench and started just blowing them up. Yeah, the Pacers I mean, did lose that game. 
Yeah, they, they ended up they ended up losing it. But he he uh he set his Pacers career high in that game. Which is bananas. Yeah. Because he played for the Pacers for like almost seven years, right? I mean it was had, a long time. He had, yeah, he had, I went to he a had game. twenty he had twenty points in the first like six minutes that he was playing. It was crazy. I wonder if I can find a Lance Stevenson jersey on eBay. I bet you can. Maybe not now. See if Brent can get me a, a hookup on one in there in Indy. You reach out to Brent and see if he can get you a hookup on one. I will reach out to Brent. I'll make sure he's doing okay. All right. All right. You do that, Ed. So I guess I guess that's all. We're we're done here, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we have a whole lot more. Uh we're all gonna be really excited and watching the uh the Bengals game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um Look for a whole lot of tweets coming out, at least out of my account. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'll, hammered. I'll, oh, I'll be. In, I'm gonna be enjoying the game. I, I really hope that there are some some like tailgate video clips that come out from Aaron. Maybe go up and do the Shotsky. Uh, you know, find some guys. If you don't, if you don't find, I know that uh, Bengals captain. They typically go into the stadium pretty early. Yeah. Um, they all they all kind of slide in early and they're they're down in the I don't lower, think we're, I don't think we're gonna get down like, I don't think we're gonna get down there until roughly um that seems pretty legit <laughs> <laughs> terrible it's so bad that looks like it's possibly a real Bearcats jersey it's yeah so bad. that's really bad that, that and they still like... want thirty five dollars for it. It was they did want thirty seven though, so we're you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat uh look you can get it in two different colorways Ed okay <laughs> there's also a white one <laughs> you have to beat Quinn to it I'm I'm pretty sure the Bearcats never wore a jersey that looked anything like that <laughs> ever well, there's never been a sea paw that looked anything like that look at that sea paw what is that. <laughs> This is the, a, worst the threes aren't even the ever. threes aren't even the same size. They're not even. <laughs> I have right. to buy this jersey now. I wonder if this guy does he have a, like a bit? Can I give him offer? Oh my D- God. Disregard, disregard that guy that's offer selling him, that is the bum of the week. Offer him lint. <laughs> yeah, literally. Tell him, tell him you'll you'll wear it, and that's all he needs to know, and that he can pay for shipping. Vintage Exchange. Edge is now the bum of the week. Congratulations, well, Vintage Ed. Tell tell him that you have his and hers feet pictures that you'll trade. For <laughs> Good that. lord, that look, it's is, like I a mean, dress. Like, look at that thing. Like you I've seen some the, bad fakes. You, wait, but... wait. Can you can you see the stitches on the bottom? That's of not the stitches. Tree? That's his watermark. Oh, oh because he's really too. afraid. He's really afraid somebody might steal it and be like, "Hey, I have a <laughs> fake crabby vintage." <laughs> I thought it was stitches holding up the three. I mean, that oh is... my god, it's so bad. That, that's real bad. For those of you listening only and not watching on the YouTube with us, it's so fucking bad. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's so it's the worst. It looks like a. It looks like somebody used like a went went to Hobby Lobby and bought like a, a standardized like standardized pack of colors and then sewed like an old hotel bed sheet into a jersey <laughs> and then. <laughs> Put the letters and numbers on it. That's what it looks like. I'm probably gonna share it on Twitter later. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's right. bad. Well, we're getting out of here. 
thanks again to Bengalorian, aka Bengals Bounty Hunter, for joining us tonight. Love that dude. He has always been more than gracious with his time with us. And I look forward to seeing what he does with this new character and also just what he continues to do as Bangalore. And super cool that he's been able to even integrate his family at this point. Ed, get this jersey out of here, man. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I can get rid of the jersey. Um, but that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Things got off the rails as we kind of expected them to. It's going to be a little more difficult at this point of the year to find content as this is the first time we have i mean for the vast majority of the last six months we've had three sports to talk about yeah and three sports that were doing well for most of that time so until the reds fell right. off and you find right. we'll come we'll come up with something fun we'll and exciting but in any case as always i am aaron smith joined by ed mayhall and jeff howell thank you for joining us on pardon the punctuation We'll catch you next week. Bye. Give me a hell yeah. I said give me 